Welcome to Gladiatrix. I am woman and hear me roar. I'm your host, Malini Sarma. Every week, I will be speaking with women from all over the world who will be sharing their journeys, their stories about overcoming their fears and achieving great things that they thought they never could. So if you don't want to miss a story, make sure you subscribe. Before we talk about today's show, I would like to say thank you to all my guests who have been featured on the Gladiatrix podcast to date. I have a dream. There are 193 countries in the United Nations, and I have a dream that I can host at least one woman from every country in the world on this podcast. That is 193 countries, 193 stories, on 193 shows. So if you know of somebody who should be featured on the show, please drop me a note. I would really appreciate it. In today's episode, we're speaking with Jera Rivera. Jera is from Puerto Rico. Raised by a single mother and her grandparents, she's passionate about engineering. No hurricane was going to come in the way of reaching her goal. Not only has she completed her undergrad degree, even though it took her seven years, she also started her own business. This is her story. Hi, Jera. Thank you so much for coming on to the Gladiatrix podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am as excited or probably even more excited for you to have me here. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is your first interview on a podcast, but I'm sure it's not going to be the last. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. So you are from Puerto Rico, but you're yeah. not currently, you don't live there. So, so tell me a little bit more about your experience growing up. You know, do you have any siblings? What do you wanted to be when you grew up? What was that like? Yeah, of course. Well, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. I was there until I was 21. Mm -hmm. um, I had a great um, childhood. There's like a word when I can, when I think about my childhood, I think about resilience. Mm. And that word, it, it kind of comes like all the way through my journey. Mm -hmm. um, so I was raised by a single mom uh, mm -hmm. with help with my grandparents. Mm -hmm. um, I went to school. I was pretty much going to college um, with my mom because, you know, there was no nanny mm -hmm. um, that mm -hmm. could take care of me. Mm -hmm. So I went to school with my mom. Um, I kind of, she went for engineering as well. Mm -hmm. um, so those years were hard, but it kind of shaped me mm -hmm. um, to become the person that I am today. Mm -hmm. um, I do have siblings. I have three um, siblings from my dad's side, mm -hmm. and I have a younger sister from my mom's side as well. Okay. okay. Are you the oldest? No, I'm in the middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle. And explains uh, the resilience. <laughs> yes, middle child problems. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, I was pretty much raised by my mom and my grandparents mm -hmm. growing up. I, I don't know, like we didn't grow up with like a lot, but mm -hmm. my grandpa, something that I appreciate from mm -hmm. my, you know, grandpa is that he never 
taught me um, like any gender bias. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I'm very grateful for because he could, I could like help my grandma in the kitchen, but I could also like help my grandpa to fix stuff around the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that kind of um, like started the curiosity in me, how things work, like mm-hmm. how I can fix stuff. So that was pretty much like my upbringing in mm-hmm. Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's what, oh yeah, go ahead. No, no. So is that how you, um, is that why you, you're interested in engineering? Is that how that it started because you watched your mom? Uh, no. Funny enough. Uh, well, I would say so. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fascinated by math and science Mm -hmm. since, like, of course, in school and, like, seeing those very difficult equations. And I remember on her senior design project, I was able, she was able to, like, teach me a little bit of AutoCAD Mm because, like, exhaustion was real. I was like, oh, how can I help you? (laughs) So, so, started young. Yes, I started very young. I... I remember maybe like when I was five years old, I wanted to be a civil engineer, just mm-hmm. like my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, then like I kind of wanted, I decided to go to the medicine route. I did like a lot of summer camps or um, classes, interested like for me to go to med school eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on my, uh, was it junior? Was it senior year of high school? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I kind of had a wake up call. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do like undergrad in like chemistry or like physics. This Mm -hmm. kind of doesn't make sense to me because what if I don't get to med school right away? What I'm going to do with this kind of degree, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's when I started contemplating again, engineering. Mm -hmm. And in Puerto Rico, there is no um, biomedical engineering major. Okay. So the closest thing that I could get for me to get into the medicine route um, it was mechanical engineering. That was the okay. closest thing offered in Puerto Rico. Okay. So I started my school in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Um, then I did my first internship experience mm-hmm. in a pharma mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with air handling units um, and like air pretty much ventilation systems. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. fell in love so hard that I was like, uh, yeah, screw these biomedical, screw these <laughs> med school. This is what I'm doing from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So did your, did your mom like have expectations? Like, okay, you should, you know, you need to be an engineer or she just kind of left you to figure out what you wanted, but she was insistent that you have an education. Um, my mom always kind of one wanted me to find my happiness and to pursue my happiness whatever that Mm -hmm. meant for me that's like something that I'm very grateful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for that she Mm -hmm. didn't have like expectations but Mm -hmm. in a way like I saw her like our upbringing Mm -hmm. and I almost can't just give up like giving up is just not on my equation or right. in my psych because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's, awesome. that's what I saw yeah because that's what I saw growing up so mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. made sense <laughs> yeah no that is awesome so now you are actually going to be starting a new job soon right but yeah getting there has not been an easy journey so yeah tell me, t- t- tell me a little bit more about that yeah of course so um 
I was going to school in Puerto Rico. Then in 2017, um, Hurricane Maria pretty much destroyed um, mm -hmm. Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in Chicago visiting my ex-partner, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I made it like two days before mm -hmm. the, the hurricane hit the island. And I pretty mm -hmm. much got stuck in there. I literally mm -hmm. made it with like clothes for it, a backpack with like five days worth of clothes. Mm -hmm. That's how I met her in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I got stuck there um, for like a month mm -hmm. um, until I could know if my family was like even alive. Mm -hmm. it, it was like very scary. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to find a job because mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, there's no way that I'm going to be like helpful if I go back to right. Puerto Rico when my parents are trying to get out. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I started um reaching out to people and mm -hmm. my resume got pushed around um because i already had engineering experience so i was like you know i'll work in whatever and i was applying to engineering and non-engineering jobs mm -hmm. um i was lucky enough that my resume got pushed for um an engineering firm in chicago mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i got interviewed there and that's how i got my first job in chicago mm -hmm. but your but your engineering degree took a long time right yes it did that's yeah I first found this job and then my boss at a time I started in October and then like in December no November she was like you know you're doing like a great job here and why don't you transfer school to mm -hmm. Chicago I was like but but how am I gonna even like do this and I was very very lucky that she she had her daughter applying for colleges. So she already kind of knew and she was she guided me mm -hmm. through the whole college um, process and application process. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's pretty much how I ended up like she helped me to figure out how to apply, how yeah, how to submit that transfer application and the whole process. Mm -hmm. And then I got tra officially transferred to start on my spring 2018 semester. Mm -hmm. And yeah, pretty much it has taken me almost seven years to finish my undergrad. <laughs> wow. That is, that is called perseverance, right? And resilience. Yes. You're not, you're not yes. going to give up. Yes. Like giving, giving up is definitely not in, like an option for me. That's awesome, though. But, I'm, but congratulations on, you know, the new job. And uh, hopefully things are going to be lo looking, it's only looking gonna go better from this point on, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you're uh, you're already, you started your own business uh, yes. like March of last year, right? So yes. what, how did that happen? What prompted that? And, you know, what was your reaction of people when they found out? Or do they even know? Yes. Um, actually, I started the business because I could not find, I have very thick curly hair and mm -hmm. the Chicago winter is real. Mm -hmm. It's very rough. Mm -hmm. So I could not find anything that worked on for my hair. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, I've always been interested in like chemistry and like how, I don't know, I, I always like to know how things work. That's mm -hmm. like my engineering brain, mm -hmm. <laughs> if mm -hmm. you want to call it like that. Mm -hmm. So I started formulating, like playing around, how to make creams and stuff for mm -hmm. the hair. Mm -hmm. And like, I developed like really good recipes and I'm like, oh, maybe I can, you know, start a side hustle out of this. Why not? Mm -hmm. And at that time, I also got laid off um, because, you know, it was the peak of the pandemic. And I was yeah. like, oh, 
perfect timing. Yeah. I guess I'm starting a business now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just and, like how I yeah. started this podcast. This is all pandemic <laughs> babies, right? Yes, <laughs> pandemic babies. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and regarding the support question, I am so blessed that I, all my friends, family, and like have been super supportive. They mm-hmm. like promote my stuff. They mm-hmm. like buy my stuff. They recommend my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I really cannot. I am very grateful to have um, a community have mm-hmm. holding my back. Mm-hmm. That's that's really awesome. And I think uh, I think there's a whole generation of people that have been you know forced to kind of look for other opportunities and they come up with very creative things because you know we were all sitting at home trying to figure out how we can survive right yes so i think i think this is this is awesome um so now do you have like in an online store and a website and or or how how did, if somebody needs to get a hold of what you have how would they um yes how, how can they get a hold of it Yes, um, we are uh, e-commerce, so we are exclusively online. We have a website, and mm-hmm. we also have Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. We also, um, you know, can, you can use Instagram shop, mm-hmm. but um, majority of our sales are made through our website. Okay, so now is everything, did you make everything, like, is it, you know, in the U.S.? Do you have, like, a, you, you have suppliers and, you know, people who are making it, or do you kind of make it yourself? How does that, how, how did all that work? I am in charge of the whole um, technical side. I formulate, I test, mm-hmm. and I manufacture the product. Okay. So you're right now. You're based out of. Um, so when they have to do shipping and stuff, you ship within the U.S. and outside, yes. or okay. Um, I'm shipping only um, on the U.S. and territories. Okay. So Puerto Rico, of course, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> no, this is that is awesome. That is really cool. So um, you have gone from, you know, uh, trying to figure out what you wanted to do. You became an engineer. You watched your mom uh, be successful at that. You figured out what you wanted to do in spite of having, a, you know, uh, the hurricane destroying the island. You were still able to complete your education. Now you have, you know, you're working and you have your side um, business that you're doing. But coming to this point, um, what were some of the things that you learned along the way that you would want to tell other women who would want to be like following their dreams? You know, it's like, what, what kind of advice would we want to give them? That is a great question. I feel that do, never stop dreaming. Mm-hmm. And, but you should combine those dreams with action. They're mm-hmm. like, you can get, have all the ideas that you might create, mm-hmm. but if there's not like an action right after that thought, mm-hmm. not too much is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And also getting on your comfort zone will not like bring you the great things that you as women are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say like dream, mm-hmm. make a plan, get out of your comfort zone. Like if you're afraid to start your business, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to go for it, mm-hmm. like do it and then tweak it. Because mm-hmm. we as women, we one like we usually wait until everything is perfect just to go and do it yes 
Yes. And sometimes <laughs> you just need to go for it uh-huh. and then tweak it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. So um, looking back, you know, your childhood and your journey so far, is there anything that you would have changed? Or is there anything that you would have told your younger self to do that would have made it bigger, better, easier so far? Um, I think I, I've i had this um, introspection before if I regret anything mm-hmm. uh, through my journey. Mm-hmm. And I don't because I, I would not be the person that I am today without all the experiences that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely something that I would say to my younger self is be kind to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You are smart. You are resilient. Mm-hmm. And the only competition that you have is yourself. And the only limits that, you know, you are the only one creating those limits mm-hmm. in your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. something that I would say not only to my younger self, but to anyone that is like holding back or like getting too hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think that's, uh, I think that is very uh, relevant, especially in today's day and age, right? As we women try to get ahead and uh, kind of forge our way and chase our dreams. So that that is really awesome. So thank yeah. you, Jara. I really appreciate your taking the time and um, getting a chance to speak to other women who would, Absolutely. I'm sure, be very inspired by your journey. Thank you so much for inviting me. It has been such an honor, like chatting with you and just hanging out with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. Hey, ladies, wouldn't it be awesome if you were always surrounded by your friends that you could talk to about any topic under the sun, no judgment, and they always had your back to cheer you on? Well, That is what the Brown Woman Collective is all about. I'm looking for 10 founding members. If you're interested, send me a note. Join my email list. Starting soon. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you love the show, please leave a review. Just remember, you could be one story away from being inspired.